They say you never forget your first. And well, this is my first episode of my first new podcast. Take time out with Trey Mosley. That's me, by the way. Uh, episode one, I hope it's going to be very entertaining for you. Um, we're going to be talking to people who I have come to know and admire in the world of voiceover and beyond. So it's not a voiceover podcast. It's a podcast that talks about voiceover and other stuff. My first guest, Miss Kitty Kaboom. You may not know the name, but if you grew up in the early 90s and 2000s watching BET and you know who Miss Sita is, then you're going to have some fun today. And if you don't know, Guess what? You'll find out. But if you've watched Laser Wolf, Boondocks, you'll still know who she is because her voice is everywhere. So um, sit back and relax. And welcome to episode number one of Take Time Out with Trey Mosley. <laughs> I'm glad you're enjoying the desert team, Spidey. You're definitely not the only ones who do. I've been to the desert a lot, and I've never heard a sandstorm rumble like that. I've never seen a sandstorm carry away an entire dune either. Something very strange is going on. Ladies, today is the day where y'all get to get it all the way together with a wardrobe fitting. But before you hit the stage for your big performance, everybody has got to be giving very much, I woke up like this. Bon matin, loony builders, and welcome to the swamp. And I'm tickled green to be getting my very own beignet boat. Ha <laughs> ha, bon, it's perfect. I can't wait to bring my beignets to all of Looneyburg. Ooh, baby, I'll go round up the ingredients. Bye-bye. AOJ! baby! Yo, what's up, Trixie? Spud? We cruising over to Washington Park right about now. We're gonna stress some serious ass for. Last time we hit that place, Spud got a concussion. We've got a job to do, so shift your carcass. Pay attention. You might learn a thing or two. Breathe easy. Watch your sides and never quit. Boarding pass and ID. I've already showed it to her. Sir, I need to see your boarding pass and ID. But I just showed it to her. I need to see it as well, sir. But I just showed it to her, then I walked straight to you. That's all I did. Sir, I don't have time for this. It's about time for my break, and you are stepping in on my time. All right. So, the voices you have just heard belong to this young lady next to me. Um, I've known her for quite a while. Uh, some would say outspoken, some would say she is energetic, and some would just say, that's just kidding. Uh, without further ado, I would like to welcome to the first guest of Take Time with Trey, it's Kitty Kaboom, y'all. And the crowd goes wild. How you doing, darling? I'm always good when I see your face. <laughs> Excuse me. It's always a good time when Trey shows up. I'm great. Thank you for asking. Well, good. Uh, I thank you so much for, for being uh, the first guest of um, this little thing I'm doing where, uh, you know, I, I like to interview people who I know are, are cool, um, good at what they do, and um, 
you know, I thank you for taking time, hence the name of the show. Absolutely. To talk with me. Absolutely. So I wish I'd know just full disclosure, y'all. I'm about to get on my bike and work off this chunk, but I have no idea. <laughs> I'm a little baby fashionista. So I would have been cute, but I ain't know that y'all was gonna see me. So oh, it is what it is. I'm just saying I would have put on like real clothes, you know. You're always cute. Cut it out. Time <laughs> out. But um, it's all good. All good. Uh, okay, got it. So how does a young lady from the mean streets of Washington, D.C. get into voiceover? You know why? Come on now. Our history. Okay. I just love that you started with that because you do actually know the mean streets of D.C. Yes. So it ain't even like you speaking from a place. No, I, I have. Uh, I've been on a, on a block or two in the mean streets of D.C. No doubt. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, I was born and raised there. Um, and damn, I forgot the question. How do I? <laughs> My bad. No, just saying, you know, when you, when you, when you hear voiceover, people are always saying, well, you gotta be in LA. You gotta be in Chicago. You gotta be in New York. And you were in none of those cities like me. I was not. Yeah. You were in Washington, DC. So how did a young lady from the area, from the area? <laughs> get a chance to, to embark in, in, in the world that we love and know, uh, called voiceover so fun story i promise i'm gonna do my best to keep it the brief version i um used to host a show on bt feels like forever ago at least 25 years i can't believe it's been that fucking long uh oh am I not you can say it's it's this is okay. it's whatever okay yeah. i can't believe it's that fucking long and it's been 25 years and yeah, BET was originally in Washington, D.C., for those of that, you that do not know that. And I had just graduated college, and I had interned there, and I went back there in an attempt to schmooze and make some, create some new rapports because I was convinced that I needed to be in front of the camera. Something about that. So I went in with that being the mindset, and the blessing is God said, yeah, I got you. Just hope. Excuse me. I was able to leave that day, having signed a contract. The very day that I went in looking to find something, wow. um, time, I was uh, I met up with or was reintroduced to a young lady that I went to school with. We have been friends, but now we're like best friends, as you can imagine. That's my sister. She produced me on Cedar's World, and she's gone on to do amazing things in her own right. And yeah, we did a show called Cedar's World, where I was a virtual reality character, and I used my voice as a DC Washingtonian or whatever Southeast girl to um, create a you know a very uh, a, what should we say an alternative a uh, uh, alter ego that's what I was looking for an alter ego called Cedar, and we had a good run. We went from DC, they moved us from DC to New York. A year later, from New York to LA, and I've been here ever since. The funny thing is, you know, once they moved us here, Trey, they they canceled the show. <laughs> so we oh were, damn! Well, <laughs> across the country, and we were only up for like three, maybe four months, and it was like, yeah, we're good. Thanks. I was like, wow. What? So I had to figure it out, and the good news is, I did. I did not even know what I was doing was called voiceover. Oh my gosh. Um, so yeah, once I learned that it had a name and what it all entailed, I was intrigued. And I met a lot of people that helped me. So grateful for their help early on in my career. They introduced me to managers and agents and what that all looked like in Hollywood. And um, 
I'm really grateful for all that. I did my very first audition was for Disney. The second was for Nickelodeon. I booked them both as series regulars. And then when people would complain about not booking, I would but see, but here's the thing, you already know. I was like, wait, this is easy. What's the problem? Like, what what are they complaining about? So obviously, fast forward to 25 years later, I know what the problem is. It isn't a problem. It's the way of the world. It's, it's the process. It yeah, it's, it's the, process. the process. So that was pure luck. And I, again, super grateful for it. I think I just brought my kitty enthusiasm and um, <laughs> my desire to always do voices and accents and mimicry and impressions. And I did my very best. And apparently that was enough. Now, were you this energetic as a kid? When were you? Because, like, for me, I know I would watch uh, public television yeah. and, and pick up accents and dialects and stuff like that. Were you that kind of kid where you could listen to something and then try to go and mimic it? Oh, absolutely. But I don't think I recognized that as a skill or a talent. I just thought it was something that I did. Um, I didn't think it would pass. I never thought it would be an actual job. Um, but I think mine mostly can I think it was TV too, but as much as I love television, even today, like I'm a TV addict, movie addict, theater addict. But even before that, my mother used to read to me at night and she always read to me, um, the whole series of, uh, damn it. Now I can't remember her last name. Wilder is her last name. I can't remember her first name, but it was the. Laurel Ingalls Wilder? Laurel Ingalls, baby! Little House on the Prairie. There we go. So, mm-hmm. yeah, my mom used to read that to me, and she would always get into the characters. You know, she was never that mom that would read and be like, and then they went to the store, then they came <laughs> home. She was always like, Patty, I remember those are the names of the horses, and she'd be like, yeah, they're riding. A-. You know, it was very animated. Oh, wow, okay. Yeah, she was very entertaining. Um, so as a result of that, I think I just kind of picked it up. I've always had more energy um, than than necessary. People are like, you don't say. <laughs> Calm that down at any time. I'm like, you have to accept me as I am. So yeah, lots of energy, lots of prayerfully positive energy. No, it's, it's good. So but yeah, you know, mimic. I, um, you know, going back to, to Sita, I would even dare say, because, you know, they're using a lot of, uh, mocap and pcap and, and AI, you were a pioneer of that. Um, and even before you, you know, they had, they had Max Headroom with um, with that going on. But as far as a whole show ran by a you know AI? virtual reality AI yeah. type type thing, you you yeah. were leading the way with that. So um, you know, we definitely gonna give you your flowers with that. You one of the pioneers of this of this whole genre that uh, is seemingly destined to take over I mean, uh, everything. Yeah, but, we're not going to give it that energy because no. <laughs> we need jobs and we love what we do. But um, yeah, the crazy thing about that is that as I love to tell my agent, um, can you please make me crossover famous? Can I? Can the white people know who I am? <laughs> not crossover famous. I mean, because I'm black folks famous, right? Like, I don't even know that I, let's be honest. It's the character. So Sita is Black folks famous. She's definitely been called iconic and legendary and all these amazing accolades that speak to the character um, that I played for four years on BET, hosting a show, um, hip hop. They even brought you back though in the past couple of years, right? They did. I 
enjoyed the process. <laughs> I think that she could have probably been utilized a little better, um, but we won't get into that. I'm grateful that they allowed me to come back. They redid her whole situation, so she definitely doesn't look like the original Sita. She's the new and improved Sita. Um, Two point Right, exactly. It was short lived, um, but yeah, again, super grateful for the the chance to come back and do that. And yeah, I mean, I I'm super excited about what AI is to come, as long as it includes being respectful to us, um, us being voiceover artists and, or I've never said that, voiceover actors and um, writers and all of the people that are affected in the creative world by AI really need to be given the respect that we are due. So yeah, AI is, I mean, you know, virtual reality, it was a lot of fun. There's no goes well. And it's so crazy to think back then when I had to get in the suit, you know, and get the little situation sensors and stuff they, yeah. yeah exactly put on me they, they had um cords so back then it wasn't cordless it was definitely something that if if i went too far off the mark she would just kind of crumble you oh, know the oh, oh, would, oh, like, wow. she would glitch yeah um so there was a certain area that i had to stay in in order for it to be effective but to think back on that now and see how almost archaic that is compared to what they're able to do now i mean wow. literally I don't even need equipment. You can go outside and then send whatever I do outside or on a plane or wherever to someone that literally has the ability to just dump it into a program and have my movements relayed into like a robotic situation. So I become a character without me needing to do anything, but whatever the content is pretty crazy. That's pretty cool. I mean, but do you think about the advances of technology just in the past you know, few years versus we're talking 99, 2000, when, when Cedar was at, at, at the height of it till now, I'm sure it's been leaps and bounds oh my uh, with, with yeah. what they can do. Um, talk to us a little bit about um, the process. Um, when you get an audition for a character mm-hmm. and you can, you know, talk about, you know, as far as characters that you booked, when you get that audition, and you take a look at the copy, and sometimes they will give us a picture of the person. Sometimes Which is they so don't. Helpful. Right. Um, talk to us a little bit about your process uh, when you see what the character looks like. So it kind of gives you a visual aid, and then what it's like to kind of now you got to go into your mind and and say, okay, I don't have a picture of this person on paper, mm-hmm. but in my head, she looks like this. Right. Know, tell us, tell us your process with that. That's so funny because my brain pings so quickly and I've been doing this for a nice little minute that I feel like that process has heightened. But at the same time, sometimes it gets even longer because I have new things that I inject into my mind that need to be evaluated, if that makes sense. That's a whole lot of words. I hope that makes sense. (laughs) No, you're good. Um, And a lot of times, Trey, it depends on the actual character, right? Like, one that I just recently booked, I have auditioned for this show so many times. And like all of my colleagues have told me how they've auditioned so many times. So I really wanted to be a part of it. And so when that happens and it becomes something that like, I look forward to seeing if I can do it, I have to kind of just settle myself. I have to kind of get quiet with myself because excitement is great. Right. And willingness and all of the positives are great, but I'm the kind of person <laughs> that if I get overwhelmed by all that excitement, it doesn't mm-hmm. make a good read. 
So I have to kind of settle myself. As my son said, go get a glass of water. I'll get some water. <laughs> I'll just sit on my couch and just kind of breathe through it and obviously read the copy again and again, but not to memorization status. That's always a bad look. I'm not memorizing it. I just want to be so familiar with it that it comes supernaturally, even if it's a ridiculous character that you know doesn't exist. So again, if I really want it, I have to prepare a different kind of way. But if it's just an audition that I get for animation, I just get really excited because I love doing it. And the good news is throughout my career, I can see how helpful it is. You know how creatives always say, I just use life as a blueprint. But I, a <laughs> yes. Of, like a lot of writers or a lot of like artists that write their own. I'm music. an artist and I just use the world as my. The world is my canvas. Yes. And it's kind of true like I'm watching a television show I hear an amazing voice or something that's out of the way Selena mm-hmm. Gomez came on to murders only in the building and I was like that's how she talks and then I went back to listen to her before her surgeries that's not how she talked before that so apparently whatever happened to her during the time that she had to go under the knife changed right. her voice and now she sounds more like this where it's more like up in her nose I don't know I sound like I have an accent now. That's not right. But I guess I have to listen to it to mimic it. My point is that oftentimes voices like that, I play, I stop the show, I run it back, I mm-hmm. record the voice, I put it in my notes, I have the longest list of notes, and then I create my own character based on what I heard. I mimic it a little bit, but not to the point where like I'm trying to sound exactly like them. Yeah, I do that thing, and then I put a little kitty on it. Um so I go back to those voices if I can't come up with something. If I see an illustration of a platypus, right, and they are living amongst us and they got a suit on and they go to the office every day, what does a platypus look like? Look at the beak. Look, All of that is so helpful when they send pictures to be able to dissect where that might go and my version of that. Uh, but oftentimes, I just, a lot of times, I go with either my bank of voices as a reference mm-hmm. Or I think about like impediments, you know, if she has a lisp as a, as a, maybe he sell us, right? Like those kinds of things can be fun or underbite. Maybe she talks like this. You just don't know, like you got to take it a couple of places. <laughs> Too many times, Trey, I've been in, this, in my own booth and been like, I got, I got, and I'm like, yeah, that sounds ridiculous. <laughs> Like, I don't think that's going to fly. So you go through different voices that you know work and Mm -hmm. you just try to create some variations. When I'm asked to do kids, I do my best not to sound like the last kid I did. Um, But it's kind of hard. It's like, how many nine-year-olds can I, you know, pull out my ass? Have you ever done a show where, let's say you have a certain character and let's say you did it for another show and maybe not a recurring, but as a a guest uh, that you say, you know what? I've done this voice, but hell, I I may need to pull it out for this particular thing, and then it it worked for you for that for that role. Oh, absolutely! If they're of a different, I was about to say genre, not genre, but a different platform. Mm-hmm. Like, let's say I book something on a major network or a streaming service, and then I get a new non-union job that calls for a character much like that one. Those worlds will probably not intersect. So I don't, you know, I'm sure that like sleuths or whatever people will be able to be like, hey. That sounds just like Kitty on this thing. So that's dope, but they're not directly related. I don't mm-hmm. think it's I don't think it's a copy paste. I think it's more of like a copy create, if that makes sense. Copy put on. So like yeah. the basis of a nine year old might sound like this, 
But then I get into another area where she's a bad girl instead of a good girl. So now she sounds like this. She's <laughs> always mad. You know what I mean? It's a different I energy, but the same kind of voice. Just got to get creative with it, which, as you know, Trey, um, I feel like that's our back. But it doesn't take much to, like, take it to the next level of creativity for us. No, I agree, because, you know, um, there are people in, in VO that uh, are one-trick ponies, but it's a damn good one-trick. It, it kind of is, yeah. And that I one mean, trick has taken them to the bank, you know, and then there are people. I believe, I believe, I believe, I believe you can say that. <laughs> me, baby. Yeah. But then there are people you can close your eyes and then you'll hear five different voices in one conversation and you open your eyes is, is the Great. same person. Like, you know, but. You know what's so dope crazy. about that too, Trey? When they can do that for us and blow us away, you know, they some bad man pajamas. Because yeah. I feel like when we talk to people that are not in this business and are not performers and definitely not BOs, they just go, wow, I can't believe you just flip back and forth like that. Like their mind is blown. But like for us, because it's what we do, it's what we practice, it's what we know. Mm -hmm. It's almost like, yeah, I can hear that. Like we're impressed, obviously, but it's not the same level of impression. So if I close my eyes and Dave Fennoy shows up, and gives me a monster, then gives me a creature, then gives me a, you know, a little kid or whatever the case. Like, that's the wildness. I love that. Yeah, because I, I didn't see that coming. And I know how talented he is. I know what he's able to do. But when he, like, really pushes it, it's like, oh, I know you can do all that, you know? <laughs> no, that's true. Um, I think sometimes uh, because we're in the business, and you're used to hearing this person be the voice of this and this person be the voice of that, that we kind of, we kind of take what we do for granted a little bit. Maybe. And and when you sit and remove yourself from the job and, and put the fun aspect into it, you know, I, I did a video game uh, a while back and um, I was in there sweating because I had to do these efforts where I'm getting punched and stabbed. Yeah. And they looking at me like, you know, I'm a big dude. They're like, are you okay? I'm like, nah, I'm just, I'm just getting into it. I'm, I'm straight. I'm emoting, baby. Yeah, so I'm, I'm letting it out. Um, and I, I was able to sit in on, on a few sessions and watch the other voice actors do their thing. And it was so cool to watch that because often when we do a finished product, there aren't many ensemble casts anymore. Very rare. This person's in Chicago doing Very their stuff. Yep. This person's in LA. I could be here in Vegas. And by the time it's all together, man, that was a great thing you guys did. It's like, well, I wasn't there. But, <laughs> but you were, baby. Yeah. Sure. And this particular opportunity, I got to sit and watch. And I'm like, that's why he's good at what he does. And that's but the why in, exactly. Good. You get to observe and the energy where y'all feed off of each other. I mean, mm -hmm. in a perfect world, we would be able to do the same thing that live action people do and be corralled into the same room to work. That's only happened to me one time. We did American Dragon and the entire cast was there. But it was literally the longest process you can imagine. I mean, it was just all day. And I can imagine it was probably pretty expensive, too. Yeah. But it was such a long process that, like, a couple of actors fell asleep. They was over there oh, and nodded out because their parts weren't as I don't want to say progressive. What's the word? Uh, prominent mm -hmm. as the as some of the other ones. 
So, you know, they didn't have many lines. At some point, they over there nodding, you know, but I still thought it was the greatest experience ever because of what you just said, their processes, you get to watch them kind of become this character and see their flailings and their facial expressions and their like efforts and whatever else goes with that character. It's just, you know what you do. You mm-hmm. don't know what somebody else does as it relates to their character. So that's always awesome. And again, whatever they're saying, as opposed to you hearing it in your head, you hear it in real time. So it's easier to kind of emote or react to that. Yeah. Those are always mm-hmm. good times. So talk about, and, you know, as, as two, uh, two persons of color in this business mm-hmm. um, in the past few years, we have seen um, and for a good thing, there are a lot more opportunities for us that are coming. And I still feel there's room for even more growth in that. Uh, talk to us about how it is not only being a minority in voiceover, but being a, a minority and a woman in VO. Um, well, a woman makes me a minority as well, but I got <laughs> double minority. Yes, black and woman. Yep, yeah, that's what I am. Um, you know, Trey, I'm gonna do my very best to keep it PC because I'm on my George Floyd, George Floyd these days, and full transparency, I don't know that I believe these all of all of the different organizations and the. Uh, companies and the conglomerates that are expressing this desire to just, you know, be inclusive and make sure that everybody is counted and everything, you know, now that we get auditions, the specs include certain things, but there's always some little, you know, added verbiage about how we're so include. We want everybody trans binary. It doesn't matter. Um, They've even taken to saying female sounding as opposed to a female. Mm -hmm. But see, what the problem with that is, not only is it completely insincere from a lot of these companies, let's just call it what it is, they feel pressure to do these things because not only is it the status quo these days, right, that you get frowned upon if you don't say at least, you got to verbalize that you're inclusive. Um, You ain't necessarily got to do the work to be inclusive, but as long as you say it, right? Mm -hmm. Not only that, I do think it's interesting that no one will ever call them to task. So there's not like some overhead or some overseer that says you don't got enough black folks on this show or you don't have enough Indian people represented or where the Latinas, where the women. Um, So there's no real, like they don't have to answer to anybody. So they just kind of do whatever they, and because it's the sounding part that makes the difference in terms of what we do, they sometimes extend that to race as well. I saw one that said African-American sounding. I mean, that's really disrespectful because as we know, there was a white woman in this business who did very well mimicking our voices or what she thought was black sounding. And she booked quite a bit and she took Mm. it to the bridge, went out, bought her a a wig and child, Afro wig, took pictures, put it on her website. And when at, when, listen, now this was before the George Floyd, this was before the protest. This was before the, the, we care people. Mm. Um, and when asked, when pushed as to why she thought that this was okay to do, she said, because I came. Ah, like, the caucasity of it all. <laughs> so I am just amazed at how it becomes almost ridiculous, right? Like, they're supposed to be inclusive and they're, su- they're supposed to uh, incorporate everyone and in all of the things. But 
there's also because it's become so like widespread, then it becomes interpretive. Right. So like, yes, I'm black, but do I sound like a black person? What does that even mean? How do y'all get to determine what a black girl sounds like? I don't know if you know Jazzy Frizzle. Oh, uh, yes. Yeah. Jazzy's big on saying I am a black woman that lives in middle America. Um, I forget where she lives. Like, I think she's in Colorado. There we go. Colorado. And she's like, and in Colorado, the majority of the black people that I know do not speak the way you guys are implying that we do. We're not from the hood. We're not round the way. Nothing's wrong with that. But we come in all shapes and sizes. We come in all kinds of voices. And the fact that the assumption is that if they're black, they're going to have, what's the favorite word for black women, Trey? Do you know? What, sassy? Sassy. (laughs) Right? So um, We're looking for that young lady who exudes sass. Little sass. Give us some flavor. What are you well, talking about? Just like with us, the 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 uh, the term of the the flavor of the month is swagger. Oh, is it swaggy? They put y'all. They put that on y'all. We're looking. <laughs> we're looking for someone whose voice has swagger. Hilarious. I'm like, oh, listen. I got okay. an audition yesterday. Referenced Niecy Nash as mm-hmm. the go to the 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 voice. The reference, yeah. And then it said someone that's classy and sassy. So apparently that's how they see Nisi Nash in Hollywood. And so, of course, I took a screenshot. I sent it to Nisi because that's my girl's in them. And her only response was, wow. <laughs> so well, I, I remember a, a while back, a lot of our VO sisters were saying that the the reference of choice was Viola Davis at one oh, point. Oh, yeah. Viola's a big one. Mm-hmm. They love that. Queen Latifah, they like her. Uh, Carrie Washington. Just, but see, that's my point. Carrie, she probably could turn it on if necessary. I've never heard her be in no blackly black, black role. So I don't, there I go again, right? I'm I'm contributing to the thought. For, I've never seen her be in a role where she's expected to speak maybe um, in vernacular that is not the Queen's English, the King's English. I, I love know. how you painted that. that was right, so I tried cool. to get that together. Let me get that together. Yes, that was, that was cool. But um, I'm pretty sure she could code switch it off if she wanted to, because she's still a black woman. Uh, but yeah, most of her roles are very, I mean, she was humping the president. Okay. <laughs> so she had to be somewhat of an articulate individual in that role. Do you but, think even in, in today's voiceover world uh, that that code switching is still prevalent? And in, in, in um, I know that at least on on the male side of it mm-hmm. um we you know like i said we get we get swagger mm-hmm. but they want someone that's that's hip and upbeat um and for a time they used to fit us all in a box that just said urban right right um, right what does that mean that's jazzy's thing she's like what does that even mean yeah very frustrating I think it's interesting. I do. I think that I'm so glad that I no longer get angry about it because nothing I can do about it. I don't own Hollywood and I most assuredly do not write these specs. Mm-hmm. And I just believe that if you're interested in genuinely getting what you think the sound is that you want from this character, you would do more research and insert yourselves in black spaces so that you have an understanding firsthand of what that looks like as opposed to standing on the outside and making these judgments and these um assumptions based on what you see in like a boys in the hood kind of movie 
right? Yeah. Like mm-hmm. if you become more well-rounded with the world and what that is actually happening, whether it be white folks, black folks, you know, Asians, whatever, Indians, Hispanics, then by being a part of these organizations or even just, like I said, being in those spaces, just take your ass down to Lamert Park <laughs> during Juneteenth. That's not joining any group or anything. You just literally are surrounded by nothing but us, baby. And we're going to be in our, because we're, this is our element. This is our space. So we're going to be a hundred percent genuine and sincerely us. And that's where you see the different whatevers. You know, I do a podcast, you know, it is, my co-host is a white man. And that's why we choose to call it skin deep conversations because it's no matter what subject we tackle, it's always going to be from the perspective of a black woman and a white man. Mm-hmm. And I really respect that James goes out of his way to insert himself and learn more about our culture than just making assumptions or saying crazy stuff, using the N-word and thinking that's okay. Or, you know, well, don't you guys do that? His favorite takeaway whenever we go, like we've been to the California African-American Museum, we've been to Juneteenth, that's why I referenced that. Mm -hmm. Um, A number of things. We've done cross uh, podcasts with other black folks. And he always walks away with, I'm just fascinated with the hair. Like, how (laughs) you got, he always wants to, how did you guys, did you see her hair? As long as he don't touch it. Don't touch it. Don't you touch it, (laughs) man. Don't do it. But yeah, he knows that, of course. But he always is just like, that must have taken her three days to do all those braids. I'm like, no, James, it doesn't take that long. But just sit down for a few hours. A few hours, baby. You know, your girl be like, girl, we need to take a break. My hands hurt. And then take a break. Get something to eat. Get something to eat. And come sit right back down and put another movie on Tubi. What y'all want to watch now? Tubi. <laughs> Tubi is becoming the black channel. I have to say, yeah, ah, it's going all up and down my 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 uh. What do I say? Feed. Oh, it's yeah. so funny. People be like, "Uh, this better than this, but it ain't as good as Tubi." Right. Hilarious. So, if you were not doing this lovely vocation that mm. we call voiceover, Kitty would be. I love that question because I love what I do so much. I'm very passionate about it. I'm beyond grateful that I have the opportunity to go in a little room and talk to myself and have somebody pay me to do it, especially when it's a character, because I love characters. Um, But yeah, I think that I probably would be like a designer, like a home designer, and I would go to school to learn how to like put things together. I don't know if you can see my, wait, I'll go. See, why I, isn't I that see cool? your aesthetic back there. Look okay. at you. But that's like wallpaper. Okay. That's not <laughs> even like a real brick wall. And those are succulents, real ones. So I made a little chandelier out of succulents. My point is, I'm into it. It makes me very happy. Mm-hmm. I love when people come to see me. And the first thing they say, this, this is so you. I love that. I'm like, isn't it though? They're like, yeah, you clearly curated this. So I think that that's what I would, I would study it. I would obviously get a degree in it and learn more about feng shui and all of the things. Um, but I think that would bring me a lot of joy if I was a... I don't even know, uh, not an architect, not an architect. They are designers, but like not, what do they call? That sounds so ignorant. What do they call? <laughs> uh, I don't know. They make your house look pretty. Yeah. 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 That part. They got to do what they do. Yeah. Um, so what's the biggest, and you've been in LA now, what, 20 years almost? Yeah. A little bit, a little over that. 
the biggest contrast you've seen in voiceover in that in those two decades, especially for uh, for women in VO and for women in color in VO. Like, what have you seen personally that you was like, damn, they weren't doing that back then, but I'm glad they doing it now. Okay, right, right. <clears throat> Excuse me. Well, in terms of woman and color thing, I would have to give that some more thought because I don't, besides the real fake, fake real uh, concern mm -hmm. and inclusivity of it all, which I don't mean to be like jaded, but I know what it is or cynical. Mm -hmm. But I've kind of been black my whole life, kind of been a woman my whole life. So I know what appears to be real and what is efforts to make that inclusivity actually happen, mm -hmm. as opposed to just word service, lip service, as they say. So I don't know. I'd have to give that some thought. But as it relates overall, what I've seen change and I just think it's fascinating. There was a time maybe 10 years ago, 15 years ago, even. No, I say 10 or 12, whatever where you be in a group of people and for whatever reasons, you got to go around the room, say your name and what you do. And I would say I was a voiceover actor and people would be like, what? That's so cool. <laughs> Tell me more. Like they would be so intrigued by the whole thing. Have we seen, have we heard you on anything? You know, um, whereas now, I say I'm a voice actor, and at least nine other people in the room be like, I'm a voice actor. I'm a voice <laughs> me actor. too, me too, right? me too. Me too, me too. Exactly. You're like, wait a minute. Where'd all y'all come from? Because not only has the, the actual career, the option of this career become almost like full circle at this point, I think the world has, especially because of COVID, embraced it in a way that they had not before. Mm -hmm. And so different baby genres have, have come under the umbrella of voiceover. So whereas, you know, obviously narration, audiobooks, animation, anime, commercials, um, promos, trailers, those were all kind of standard. But now we got like toys, we got educational videos, we got how-to videos, explainer videos, political campaigns. Um, and again, maybe those were there as well, but they definitely weren't as prominent. I mean, there's a long list um, mm -hmm. industrial of things that uh, are now possible that were not before. And I think it's really important as a voiceover actor's actor to know your lane to know what you're capable of that's not to say you can't learn to do more right if you put forth the effort you pay your money for the classes babe and yeah. workshops you can learn to do whatever but it will take some extra effort on your part because you're learning you're growing and you're becoming a different uh performer in that respect but the stuff that comes naturally to us like your deep register your ability to just loot the van draws it baby about. i don't know what that, you're that deep loot the van draws <laughs> my friend <laughs> i don't know that right there baby that come natural you know <laughs> and um yeah this exuberance that i obviously exude that comes natural so i feel like i'm more prone to do animation for that reason um, definitely a character, but in commercial, you know, there's a mm -hmm. lot of commercial that allows for that as well. But yeah, I don't think I'd be good in a political campaign. And again, that's not to say I can't do it, you know, vote for Biden. He's our man. Like, I don't know what they were right, but I can, <laughs> you know, I can do it. It's just not, it's not my go-to. And it's not the thing that I like I'm passionate about. Mm -hmm. I think it's pretty cool that so many people, I don't know if I like how crowded it is in here no more. Um, but I do like the fact that people are given opportunities to 
fuel their passion, whatever that is, as it relates to VO. That's what's up. Um, so as you know, <laughs> the name of my show is Take Time with Trey. Yeah. Um, and this is going to be a, a recurring thing that I'm going to ask all of my guests um, when they're not doing their profession that they love to do. What do you do to take time for yourself? Oh, that's a good one. I like that. You know, I'm, uh, it, 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 I'm working exactly. over here. I'm working. I put a little time in it. I gave it some thought. Um, I appreciate that. So as I mentioned, I'm about to get on my bike get some of this chunk off i love 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 riding my bike um where i live now is such a joy because it's um it's a great mix of like restaurants and concert halls and all of the things right up the street but mm -hmm. in my personal neighborhood it's very residential so side streets one of my favorite streets i ride down it's like the endorphins just go crazy do the dogs you know? taste you no sometimes but most of the dogs are on leashes with their owners so, you know, you already know what that look like, Trey. I ain't no big dog person. So I just give him a look like, don't let that thing come over. I'm telling you right now. <laughs> I will kick it. No, I will kick it up. I will kick it up. But I'm saying most of the time, yeah, they can just snatch it back. Some dogs are fascinated with bikes. Other ones just be like, okay. Um, so, yeah, I love riding my bike. To answer your question, I love to swim. When I'm able, I do have a pool in my place. So that's cool. Um, and I really, I, as cliche and goofy as it sounds, I really do enjoy creating projects in our field. So as I said, the podcast, I'm writing an animated series. I've written children's books. I have a short movie uh, screenplay. And I love watching TV and movies. And I hate when people say it because it sounds so like, really, you love going to the movie? Who doesn't love the movies, right? But I don't know. For us, I feel like because we're in it, we watch movies differently. I know I do, right? I agree. I, I do agree. Not, I can not watch just the content. Yeah. Obviously, it's the content. But if you love it, like I'm watching the camera angles. They got drone shots now that blow my mind. I have two drones and I love drones. Oh, I love drones. I'm, I'm working on getting my drone license because I just want to be able to, to go places other people can't with their drones and just take food. Right. Oh, can you imagine what's going to come back? That aerial view is everything. So that obviously dialogue, obviously cast. Um, but now that you're, we're like deep in it and we create our own projects, mm -hmm. I know what good directing looks like. So I can appreciate that from, you know, a person that's just watching the movie, good production, what that looks like, um, you know, sets, lighting. Now there's mm -hmm. gels on the cameras, like things that I did not know before because I'm so invested in what we do and making my own content. I just love to pick it apart. I love to watch a television show and go, this is phenomenal like <laughs> and you can see the difference in budgets you know what i mean yeah. all that sort of thing so i do enjoy that quite a bit quite a bit well that's good well oh and writing i said that uh, right writing writing yes writing now as you know this is my first show mm -hmm. and uh again i i thank you so much for it thank you for um, asking me i feel so good <laughs> to be the first in anything darling you know um I was telling our, our producer, Ryan, right before, uh, you know, I grew up at a time when I would come home and I would turn on this little cable network called BET. <laughs> and this young lady would tell me all the what's going on and, you know, 
the rappers he had been hanging with and all this here. I was wondering. Yes, sir. Uh, you know, I got a birthday coming up. You do. And I was just wondering, you know, as a as a birthday gift. Oh boy. If Cedar could wish me a happy birthday. <laughs> Way to put me on the spot. Absolutely, <laughs> Trey Mosley. I will wish you whatever you like, sir. You are a dear friend, a super duper amazing talent and colleague. And yes, sir. So, you know, she got hit the. I know it. Okay. Um, Trey, I heard it's your birthday. Your birthday coming. Boy, you play too much. What is you about to be, 20? <laughs> I'm just so glad you made your way one more time around the sun. That's what the people be saying. So I'm going to go ahead and jump out there and say that too. You made your way around the sun, boy. You here for another year. You successful. You got you a wife. She real pretty or whatever. And um, yeah, that's good. Oh, yeah. So with the happy birthday. Okay, so happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy <laughs> birthday, Trey Mosley. <laughs> happy birthday to you, Booski. And that's how you end the show. I'm done. Thank you so much. Thank no, you so for much. for doing that and then for being on the show. Uh man, that's how you do it. Um, before we before we get up out of here, Miss Kitty Kaboom, yeah. how can the good folks, if they want to get on your socials and highlight at you and and I, and you do coaching girl. too as well? So I do. Coach. I'm a voiceover coach for beginners. So give give them all the juice, baby. Spill spill all the. If you're interested in getting into this field and you think that you have what it takes, or you just want to explore and see if this is for you, I am more than happy to help with that journey. Uh, please send me an email to victory dot in the word n i n dot b o victory dot i n dot b o at gmail.com yeah that and then my socials all across the board baby is kitty kaboom big baby k-i-t-t-i-e-k-a-b-o-o-m that's me i ain't got nothing else I, I, thank you, you know, so much for having me especially a, as the first yeah <laughs> i'm gonna take this this energy that you got and i'm gonna i'm gonna put it i've been sit, sipping here sipping water i'm gonna, I'm gonna <laughs> refill re, refill it with some kitty kaboom juice because it's been a long heavy on day the boom, brother heavy on the boom oh kaboom hey! juice and uh <laughs> It's always good to see you, baby. Always a pleasure. Thank you so much. I appreciate yeah. you so much. For and, sure, as um, I do you. You know, y'all, this has been the first of many Take Times with Trey, and uh, we appreciate y'all taking time with us. And uh, until next time, we out of here. Thanks for listening to the Take Time Out with Trey Mosley podcast, part of the Titan Media Network. You can find us on Spotify, Apple, iHeart, or wherever you get your podcast. To see the video version of this, you can find us on YouTube on the Take Time Out with Trey Mosley YouTube page. Thanks for listening, or thanks for watching. Either way, we'll see you next time.